106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I've been walking for about 57 days and eight hours. I'm walking from Brooklyn, New York to Del Rio, Texas, where I'll then cross the Rio Grande into Mexico and then re-enter the United States as an illegal immigrant. That way I can get back on unemployment, get free housing, and so the government doesn't punish me for not being vaccinated. I've got about another 326 miles, and then I can get back to life as normal. Better start working on my accent. Wish me luck, amigo. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm -hmm. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Getting along with Russia, getting along with these countries is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. If we had a relationship with Russia, that would be a good thing, not a bad thing. If we have a good relationship with Russia, believe me, that's a good thing, not a bad so thing. If I get along with Vladimir Putin, that's a good thing, folks, not a bad thing. One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? You mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? And I'm the one who will not raise taxes. My opponent now says he'll raise them as a last resort or a third resort. But when a politician talks like that, you know that's one resort he'll be checking into. And I... My opponent... My opponent won't rule out raising taxes, but I will and the Congress will push me to raise taxes and I'll say no. And they'll push and I'll say no. And they'll push again and I'll say... To them, read my lips. No new taxes. Good afternoon, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 176.
to appear on August 13, 2022. You can also see this or catch it if wherever you're catching it, I don't know, but if you want to catch it in the future, you could either go to your uh, podcast source or you could go to uh, nohostagesradio.com, the website, nohostagesradio.com. You could also reach me <clears throat> anytime you want at LOU, 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 at nohostagesradio.com, or you could call me or text me at 530-713-1838. This uh, podcast appears once a week on Saturday mornings, and uh, we also do a live show at KMYC, 1410 a.m. in Yuba County, California, on the left coast. And uh, you can listen to that wherever you are by going to live365.com, live365.com. Click on radio, put in KMYC, and that should be live streaming there. And we start at 10 o'clock left coast time on Saturday mornings and go to 1 some of the information we cover is similar. Others, other items, uh, are cha- we change it up sometimes because of new things that are developing or update in information. But most of you, if you're listening from far away, are happy to just stick with that, which is fine with me. Uh, we, there's also a Live with Lou Facebook page. That's the name of our uh, live show on uh, KMYC, Live with Lou Facebook, fa- Facebook page. And that should just about do it, I think. Uh, Again, 530-713-1838 if you want to text me. Obviously, this is a a record, recording, and uh, so we're not going to take calls live here on this show. But you can always reach out to me if you'd like to help me, uh, offer information for me, correct me, send clips, send uh, articles happy to get it really happy and you again lou at nohostagesradio.com I want to mention a couple of people that i'm trying to help get a bit one person get a business off the ground that's ira burroughs who was fired by the uh san francisco fire department and i'm hoping he can get uh take some money out of their hide before it's over he he was fired because he wouldn't take the jab he started a business with his wife gina up here in northern california called ys junk angel uh, that's hauling all your refuse cleaning up properties and buildings and hauling everything off so you can reach him at 530-329-3113 by phone or text either one and another person who's got his business he's got a successful business is israel garcia or as he's known as izzy garcia and he has little billy's excavator and backhoe service up here in northern california he'll serve all over northern california though though he's located here in yuba county you can reach him at 530-360-10 text or phone both of those guys know him personally everybody that uh, supports this show i know personally have known him before they got involved in being on this show. I want to mention a couple other things right from the beginning. Um, since it is, uh, we're going to do six segments, 20 minutes apiece, with some clips in between. So uh, some of you may start and then not finish, but I want to get some of the important events that are coming up 
uh, out so you can catch it right away. So there's a very important uh, documentary coming up on September 2. It's going to be the world premiere uh, by Dr. David Martin. And you can see more from Dr. David Martin at davidmartin.world. Very simple, davidmartin.world. That has his previous videos on it. They, uh, this event is a live event. In other words, you can attend it. And But uh, it's here in Sutter County at Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road. People say, is it simulcasted? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the other thing? What I do know is that it's going to play there at that venue, 1179 Eager Road, Sutter County, Northern California, Church of Glad Tidings. It's going to be from 7 to 8. I'm sure the doors will open an hour early. Uh, and it's just a $10 fee. But uh, there's it's a $50 charge if you want to stay after and and have an interview with Dr. David Martin, a question and answer time. So that's kind of a VIP thing. But you could just go and just check out the, the, the gig and be there and gone uh, in an hour or two or an hour or so. And uh, for $10, very I think that's cheaper than the average movie ticket. This is a brand new video uh, that they've made or brand new documentary. It's called... American R Evolution. It's R backslash Evolution World Premiere. And uh, I don't have a trailer for you. I have a trailer I could send you, but I don't have it to play right now. I, I think you'd need to see it to see get the pop out of it. I've looked at it. Uh, this is a very powerful clip and uh, or, or um, documentary about where we've come from in the country from the very beginning. And it, it's going to be very different than you're used to hearing uh, because there's going to be a lot shared that you don't know anything about and then where we're headed. So uh, it's going to be a very powerful hour. So I encourage you to get involved in it. Some of you that are listening from far away, I'm going to give more information on how you can, if it's going to be live streamed and somehow you can pay for it there. I don't know yet. Uh, but I'm giving you that David Martin dot world because he has probably it'll all end up over there and you could you could uh, get it from there for a $10 charge probably or something like that. OK, so that's that that's coming up on September 2nd. And there you can <clears throat> you can buy online. You can go to Church of dot com. Click on events, <coughs> go down to this event, and then uh, you can probably register right there. Uh, but you you can also find out more about it. Uh, let me see if I got anything more to say about it here. Uh, special events. That's Bright Hopes. Okay. All right. So uh, David Martin has lots and lots of videos on davidmartin.world, and he does a very good job at creating documentaries. All right. So uh, also, I'm very... Uh, Looking forward to Dark Secrets and Bright Hopes Conference. Uh, it's listed at churchofgladtidings.com. Click on events. Uh, scroll down to September 16. It's the 16th, 17th, and 18th. That's a Friday night, all day Saturday, and half day Sunday. And uh, it uh, these speakers, you may or may not know them. Uh I didn't know them all, but they're familiar to the people who are putting this conference together, and they come highly touted. So if you go to that um, events page for Church of Glad Tidings, click on information. It'll bring you down to the speakers 
list and a little description, a paragraph on each. L.A. Marzulli is going to be there. <clears throat> and uh, Derek Gilbert, Brian Artis, Dr. Brian Artis, A-R-D-I-S. Um, Dave Bryan, pastor and exorcist of Church of Glad Tidings. And Leo Zagami, uh, he's going to be the, the only one coming in by Zoom. And he has insider information because he worked inside the Vatican. And he knows all about the New World Order, the Vatican, and Illuminati. He thought those all were conspiracy theories. This guy will probably cause the hair on the back of your neck to stand up, old Mr. Zagami. I've seen him before uh, by video or uh, on some sort of a platform. Should be very good. And uh, there's no prices listed yet. Uh, live stream, there's nothing listed yet. It's just, uh, it's just save the date kind of a thing. But you can read a little bit about Marzulli. Marzulli's written books. You can go to his website at lamarzulli.com. Uh, net and check him out. Uh, Derek Gu Gilbert's author, presenter, talks about end time prophecies. Uh, well, uh, actually, DerekGilbert.com. You go to his site. You can go to the doctor, the D DR Artist Show, the DR Artist. That's the Dr. Artist Show.com. He, he has a great website on keeping you healthy and COVID-free. Um, and Zagami is Leo Zagami, L-E-O-Z-A-G-A-M-I.com. So uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be Friday starting at 7 o'clock to 9. Then, to, then we'll go all day 9 to uh, noon and then 1.30 to nine that night on saturday night there'll be a lunch break dinner break all those kind of things sunday is uh 10 o'clock to noon so a great conference and that will that should get us up to announcements the that i think are really important so i know a lot of you are starting school people are given haircuts uh, the uppercut barbershop um in marysville down on third street uh they are they did their big haircut and backpack outreach this last Sunday. Had was very successful. Uh, fed kids, had had fun with kids, and and uh, given them a, a strong start to uh, kick off school. People are posting pictures of their their kids on on uh, all the social media. Proud of them going back to school. Their kids are all excited. What isn't exciting is that the school system is collapsing. And I've been trying to get the statistics the census statistics on school attendance, which my sense is that uh, from around the country that it's dropping precipitously at the uh, elementary level. In fact, I heard down in the L.A. area they were expecting 10 or 20,000 less kids in the uh, younger grades. So uh, people are choosing to not put our, their kids in where they're going to be exposed to transgenderism, multigenderism, um, allowing kids to change clothes to the opposite gender during school, uh, taking kids off campus to get abortions and all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, uh, people are just saying, you know, I'm not going to do that. Just not going to do that. I may not be a church guy or church gal, but I'm not going to do that. I may not, I may not be all moral and everything but i'm not going to do that and so they're they're bailing so i've been uh, listing some uh, various educational opportunities that uh, these aren't all and again i know i'm listening to a uh, i'm talking to a uh, 
listeners throughout the United States. Um, so please do your own research. There's a lady named Callie Fontania. You can see her on TikTok a lot. Uh, she is an ex-public school teacher along with her husband, and they have started a new website called thinkexodus.org. Thinkexodus.org. There's a lot of um, alternative uh, school systems that that is one where you can do your own uh, you can do a hook up with a uh, private school there are just lots of different options now and um, so locally here in the Yuba Sutter area there's St. Isidore's school they're starting a high school as I mentioned here in a month or so called the Chesterton High School uh, you can call them at 530-673-2217 there's Bible Baptist schools out on North Bill Road, there's New Life Christian School, there's Faith Christian School, there's Epic, E-P-E-C, Embassy, Private Education uh, Center. Uh, so there's a lot of different places to go. There's probably m- many more than that, but that's just a handful that I know are reputable. They, they've got a track record. They're doing a great job, and they're growing, and they're trying to make space for more people, more children to come in. So uh, there's also homeschooling, and if you are in the Yuba Sutter area and you want help with homeschooling, you want to hook up with parents and find out what's going on, how to do it, or what are they doing, or what are they doing for math for sixth graders, or math for or science for sophomores, or whatever, you can uh, hook up with a group of people called Arrow Education. It's just a group of, of uh, parents that are all educating their own kids, Arrow Education, just like bow and arrow. And you can look at their web their web page on the churchofgladtidings.com webpage. Uh, the Church of Glad Tidings just hosts that. It's people, you don't have to be involved in the church or go to church, but you can um, use the benefits of the facility out there to connect with other parents uh, once a week. So churchofgladtidings.com, click on ministries, go down to Arrow Education, and they'll tell you phone numbers and how to get connected. So if you're feeling like, oh, I need to probably make a move here, but I don't know how to do that, they will hook you up with really fine people to help you. So, okay, so we got about five minutes left, five and a half minutes of the first segment. And, of course, on everybody's mind, I assume, is the fact that the FBI, for the first time in world history, uh, we've had a uh, law enforcement group uh, at- attack uh, a president of the United States, a former president, and not only that, but a person is probably lined up to run against the uh, the current president of the United States. And it's interesting. This is typical of what you, you're going to hear hear terms "banana republic." Banana republic just means. Uh, Un, uh, lawless that would describe a lawless dictatorship that when uh, they don't like an opponent they uh, undermine them arrest them uh, cause them to go into exile uh, shoot them uh, put them in jail all kinds of things that's typical of of uh, what we call a banana republic or dictatorships or uh, lawless countries and we have become a lawless country you know just because we have agencies Law enforcement agencies does not mean we're law-abiding because when those agencies themselves become corrupt, uh, the the country is in a a freefall, a downfall. So right now we have many, many uh, judicial agencies, the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, 
the uh, Central Intelligence Agency. Then we have other agencies that are kind of enforcement agencies like the Internal Revenue Service and things like that. And now they're arming all kinds of uh, different groups um, in the, the Environmental Protection Agency. They're arming them and giving them weapons and giving them ammunition. So the FBI executes uh, a search, it says, at Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, home in Florida. And uh, the the president wasn't there, President Trump. He was up in New Jersey, where I guess this time of year he, he stays up there a lot. I don't know whether it's because of the heat uh, or because it's just easier for him to operate from up there. But uh, the whole idea is they're they're looking for ways to um, slander and slime him and either cause people to push away from him or uh, try to get a judge to say he cannot run for office. Now, if you saw throughout the United States, there has been an attempt on candidates throughout the United States to uh, cause them not to be able to run for office by legal means. And that's all been from the Democrats attacking Republicans to eliminate the opposition. So if they can't shoot you, they will uh, cause you to be slimed and cause some uh, corrupt judge to say that you cannot run for office, you can't be on the ticket. So uh, let me just Jim, let me just give some environment here for this uh, this raid on the uh, on the president's house. Presidents have a right. You've probably heard this already, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. You, presidents have a right to remove. Uh, memorable or memorabilia or information from the White House and take it with them. If the government wants some of it back, they can request that or even subpoena that. There's lots of ways to get that back if they don't want them to take a certain thing or a certain bunch of stuff. And so there's ways to get it back. It's the first time they hadn't uh, used up all their means to get anything back if they wanted something in particular. So uh, in the past, there's been deals asking other previous presidents to bring something back or get copies of it or something, something. So it's not a big deal, and it's very common. So the other things that, that isn't, there aren't common or is, is not common is the 2016 Hillary Clinton Secretary of State was investigated for mishandling over 30,000 uh, emails and classified documents. Nothing ever happened. She wasn't raided. She wasn't arrested. There weren't warrants for her, et cetera. Uh, number two, overwhelming evidence was found that uh, Clinton actually mishandled classified information. She was not the president of the United States. She does. Trump actually, any president can declassify things without any vote of Congress or anything. So uh, Clinton actually mishandled classified uh, documents. People go to prison for that in the United States. If you get a military man or woman who mishandles classified co- uh, documents, they go to the brig. Uh, and she mishandled many, 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 many documents, and she was ignored. And number three, in spite of evidence against Clinton of the fact that intent is not an element of this crime, FBI Director Comey decided that Hillary didn't mean to break the law. She really didn't mean to hurt people's feelings. And that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such case. That he is wrong. Comey's corrupt. McCabe's corrupt. Rosenstein's corrupt. Strzok's corrupt. Page is corrupt. All these people are dirty. Christopher Ray is dirty. And so what you have, and Merrick Garland is the the uh, 
king or queen. He's a little rat is what he is. So uh, they're all dirty. So uh, we're into, we're at the end of our first segment. So I'm going to pick this up where we're leaving it right now. I'm going to listen to a few minutes of clips. Be right back. the Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation's going to go down, right? So here's the deal. This is a classic Democrat hustle. They're very good at naming things. So that when Republicans vote against it, it's like, oh, you're so evil for not voting for the Inflation Reduction Act. You don't want to reduce our inflation. That's not even what this act is about at all. It's more about addressing climate change. They made it so that people who buy electric vehicles will get $12,000 in a tax credit. But the real sinister part of this act is the $80 billion they're investing in tax services so that the IRS can hire 80,000 more workers. See, Democrats are all about money. The more money that is given to the government, the more money they can funnel to all of their globalist cronies. Don't fall for it. Over and over, they told us they are not the party they were. They kept telling us with straight face that they're for family values. They're for a strong America. They're for less intrusive government. And they call me an actor. Life's not easy in Joe Biden's America. It's expensive out here. People are cutting back on all the essentials, gas, groceries, even housing. And an unlucky few are even forced to move in with their parents. But here's the thing, it'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... No adult wants to shack up in the parents' basement it's the ultimate sign of failure. Bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents <laughs> don't approach strange women. Unless you're the child of Washington royalty, where mooching off mom and dad is a way of life. You get to fly to the most exotic countries in the world, play diplomat, and count the money. We told you about Hunter's escapades from being bribed with Chinese diamonds to funding a Russian sex trafficking ring. But we just found out Hunter has some competition. His name, Paul Pelosi Jr. As far as we can tell, he's never had a real job, the kind where you have to punch a clock. So what does Paulie Jr. do all day? Well, last week, Nancy snuck little Paulie on her plane to Asia. His name wasn't listed as part of the official delegation. They didn't want you to know Paul went to Asia with his mom. But if you look closely at the photos, there he is, Paulie P. Jr., about as unqualified as Hunter, with all the big dogs there in Asia. He was also caught by foreign photographers in Singapore and Japan. The U.S. press, who covered every move Nancy made in the Pacific, somehow never noticed that her son Paul was along for the ride. He was even wearing the same purple tie he wore when he went to Ukraine. <laughs> oh, you didn't know he went to Ukraine? Well, yeah, we didn't either. You won't find any trace of this on the speaker's website because she didn't want you to know about Paulie Jr. 
What was your son doing there? He's not an elected official. He's not an advisor to Nancy. He doesn't even live in Washington. But he was greeted as royalty by the president of Taiwan. Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, please be seated. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Chairman Meeks, Chairman Takano, Vice Chairperson Delbene, Chairman Krishnamurti, Congressman Kim, Director Alkirk, Mr. Pelosi, dear guests, colleagues, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Well, we know Mr. Pelosi doesn't refer to Paul Pelosi Sr. because he had a prior obligation last week, as we've been reporting. Now, if you check the speaker's website, you can read the official transcript from that event that we just played for you. But Pelosi's office edited the part out of the transcript where they mentioned Mr. Pelosi. <laughs> Isn't Nancy proud of her son? Well, maybe not. Back home in California, Pauly has a bit of a reputation. They call him the Fresh Prince of San Fran. And if you thought Hunter Biden's business deals were shady, just wait. Pauly Jr. is on the payroll of two lithium mining companies. And Asia just happens to be a lithium gold mine. And Taiwan just happens to be a world leader in lithium battery production. <laughs> He's also heavily invested in Singapore's energy sector. Wasn't that another stop on Nancy's trip? Oh, it was. And that sure looks like him right there. We've been calling and emailing the speaker's office all day to confirm this. They won't pick up the phone or write back. But we need to know because these are valid questions. South Korea is another place where the Fresh Prince does business. Just a few months ago, his company struck up an EV battery deal there. What do you know? Nancy went to South Korea also. We didn't get any pictures of Polly there, but maybe he took a quick trip himself to China alone. I mean, his mother's always been very interested in that country. Just like Papa Polly, Prince Pelosi will go wherever the money is. I mean, where his mother is. And he has a history of screwing people, just not in the same way Hunter does. Five separate federal investigations are circling Pelosi Jr.'s companies. Paul Pelosi was allegedly, quote, hired by several firms that were subject to both federal and state probes, and meanwhile has connections to a host of fraudsters, rule breakers, and convicted criminals. Nancy Pelosi talks a great game about protecting seniors, but not the prince. One of his companies is being investigated for scamming sick and gullible elderly people out of their money. Doesn't stop there. Pelosi's investment company, which the SEC said was run by convicted fraudsters, got tangled up in a slew of scandals, including a massive crypto scam. Classy. The feds even probed Paulie Jr. for bribing San Francisco city inspectors looking into his girlfriend's flop house. The Fresh Prince tried to pay them off by cutting a check for the rugby team. But the prince always skates, doesn't he? Maybe that has something to do with Nancy stacking the deck with cronies at the SEC or the fact that the FBI only has eyes for Trump. By the way, his former girlfriend, Karina Feng, who was born in Taiwan, of all places, sued the prince, alleging he stole from her and even threatened her. Is Paul Pelosi Jr. really just Hunter Biden without the crack pipe? We don't know. We're just asking questions. But where have we heard this story before? Well, if you're one of the five families, you get to fly around on government planes, take taxpayer-funded trips, meet and greet foreign leaders, 
and have dinners overseas with executives eager to do business with rich American political families. These politicians are supposed to be doing business for you, not their families. And we keep catching them red-handed. Joe Biden just lies about it and says, I don't know anything and nothing ever happened. And Nancy Pelosi's office is just hiding it. There are pictures of Paul Jr. all over Asia, and they're trying to scrub the evidence of it. I mean, and this is just on the heels of major insider training allegations with Paul Sr. And now the sun's sneaking around and sniffing out deals in the Far East on your dime literally a week later. And the American press corps, they don't care. Looks like they're in on the cover. The scream of the ambulance is sounding in my ear. Tell me, Sister Morphine, how long have I been lying here? So, number five, will the FBI treat Trump with the same forgiveness that was shown to Hillary Clinton? Well, I don't think so, and I think they're going to, you know, everything that they've tried to do before even uh, Trump became president was to destroy him uh, through lies and manipulation and fraud, and that's what this is. So, uh, there's probably, I got a few clips here today talking about that, and of course, by the time it plays, it's a little bit dated. But at least it, it's kind of a marker in the uh, in the programming here to show that we ad- addressed it in some fashion, although we probably it, it's not going to come across as the current most fresh information about what's going on. I wanted to make uh, uh, some comments quickly about the green fraud. More and more information is coming out about the, the uh, corruption of the envir- environmental movement. Uh, it is not environmental. It is not saving the environment. It's that corrupting the environment. And it's really more of a uh, an attempt to take control of a free country and make it a totalitarian country where no one has possession of anything. And it's the uh, 2030 United Nations agenda. So I, I give examples through clips and talking about the fraud of uh, what is real green energy. So we're being told that if you drive an electric car, you're really green and you're clean. That is a complete lie. It, there isn't, it isn't close to the truth. Uh, there is nothing cleaner that, that we have on the road than a, what we call a gas-powered uh, or diesel-powered piece of equipment. That green energy is not green in any way. So this one person has done some research and wrote a machine similar to this. And this is the photo of a massive, massive machine. It'd make a person standing by it as small as a lily putin. A machine similar to this, the photos above, is required to move 500 tons of earth and ore, which will be refined into one lithium car battery. 500 tons. One ton is 2,000 pounds. Okay? So uh, that's, a, uh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of earth for one lithium, one lithium car battery. That's not green, folks. Nothing green about that. Burning fossil fuel to dig and grind out all that earth and process it. It burns. 
this piece of equipment, which is it got a big cutter and grinder on the end to chew up earth. It burns, this equipment burns 900 to 1,000 gallons of fuel in a 12-hour shift. Can you imagine if somebody gave you 1,000 gallons of gasoline, how happy you would be? This is in one 12-hour shift for one, for, uh, to create these lithium batteries. Lithium is refined from ore. It says using sulfuric acid, very toxic. The proposed lithium mine at Thacker Pass is estimated to require up to 75 semi-loads of sulfuric acid each day. The acid does not turn into unicorn food like AOC believes. A battery in an electric car, let's say an average Tesla, is made up of 25 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of manganese, 30 pounds of cobalt, 200 pounds of copper, and 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, plastic, etc. It averages, each car averages 750 to 1,000 pounds of battery. Uh, That's of minerals that had to be mined and processed into a battery that merely stores electricity. In other words, it does not produce energy. It just produces energy that came from somewhere else and was produced somewhere else. I wonder how that was produced. You have to ask that question if you think you're green. What you have is a bunch of metal that was produced by fossil energy and and other products to make your Tesla. And then you have a battery that was produced by fossil energy. I'm just using that term. I don't believe in the term fossil energy. I'm just using it so you'll recognize it. Electricity, which is generally produced by oil, gas, coal, nuclear, and water. And a very tiny fraction produced by wind and solar. That is the truth about the lie of green energy. There's nothing green about green. New deal. So it says, you people better learn how to vote or this nonsense will continue to flow down on top of you from the throne of government you put these people on. Now, I've been reading some recently about Frederick Douglass, who lived at the time of Abraham Lincoln. And uh, he said this. And when when I read that he said this, I thought, I want to go read about him. And I just read little bits off the Internet, right? I didn't go buy a book. Very fascinating life, very fascinating guy, um, ra- born and raised in slavery, a mama, daddy in slavery, etc., etc. He said, a man's rights, I want you to think about this, and I want you to think about your life and how you're behaving yourself. He said, a man's rights rest, not in a, he didn't say the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, and they were available to him, but they don't rest in that. Here's a man's rights, wherever you think they came from. God or the government that rest in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. You probably didn't know this. Your teachers didn't teach you this, but blacks uh, were in favor of arming themselves because they needed to, because people were always trying to harass them. So they believed in, in the rifle and the pistol and to arm themselves and to protect themselves, right? And uh, so he said, now many of you don't do the ballot box. Many of you don't do the jury box, and many of you don't do the cartridge box. Many of you don't do all three. And then you wonder, how did we end up with a government like this? There you have it. The three boxes. Your rights rest in them. If you want to ignore them, ignore them at your own risk. Frederick Douglass. A patriot, amazing guy, 
um, born, they say he was born in 1817 or 1818. And he died of February 20, 1895. A social reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, statesman. He actually served in the government for a while. Uh, they actually have a, his home. His original home is still a national treasure, national, uh, uh, what do they call it, museum, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, anyway, I wanted to leave that with you. Okay, so throughout the United States, we have various uh, approaches to government. Some of my friends have moved from California to states that have no income tax. And you wonder, after living in California, how do people do it? How do people not collect any income taxes and still have plenty of money and a positive budget? In other words, they're not in debt. Well, different, different state governments are handling the money and how to, take, how to manage the life of their state in different ways. California would be considered the most socialist state in the uh, United States. And they, they tax basically everything. They, they don't, if you look at states in columns and you say, how many have sales tax? How many have income tax? How many have property tax? How many have this tax, that tax, this tax? California would have a, a check mark in every column of every, uh, all the way across the, the chart. Okay. So, but some of my friends have, have moved to states that, that have eliminated, they don't have any income tax. I think Texas is one, Florida is one, Tennessee, I think, is another. And I was just hearing how Tennessee uh, had all kinds of budget surpluses. How do it do it? Oh, I think it was uh, the economist Laffer, L-A-F-F-E-R, uh, that teaches at Hillsdale's Col- Hillsdale College now. And he was talking about Tennessee. So uh, recently we've had... Um, Tax increases in the city of Marysville, a one percent based on sales tax, because we have a, a over a seven percent sales tax that the state assesses and gives back about one percent of that back to the county or the city where it was derived from. And uh, so we had the city of Marysville, which through poor choices by the city council, bankrupted the city. They didn't file for bankruptcy, but essentially they were bankrupt. And uh, so they went out and they asked for a 1% sales tax increase. It was defeated, and then they finally got it passed the second time they did it. And then the uh, county thought, this is great. They're bringing a lot of money over to the city, so we're going to do it. It passed, but illegally. It was rejected by a judge at, at Yuba County. They, they appealed it. The county supervisors appealed it to Sacramento, where three— um, activist judges violated the law, did, created new law, which, remember, judges don't make law. That's the legislative branch. They created new law by their your decision and gave back the, the invalidated tax back to Yuba County. Now, Sutter County, uh, just this last week, has declared they're going to put the tax uh, a new tax on the ballot, a general tax. In, in the state of California, can't speak for your state, if you want a tax for a specific item, like we want to redo all the sewage systems in town, or we want to build new parks, or we want to fund a new police department or start a police department of our own, then if you want in California, if you want something that's specified for a particular particular reason, we want to build a dam, all that's going to go to build a dam, then you need a two-thirds vote of the public. 
66 and two-thirds vote positive to get it. Uh, so if you want to just have more money for government and spend it willy-nilly anywhere, then you only need a majority, okay? So what the typical thing is is that, that uh, the county will lie, and they'll say we really need it for police and fire, and if you don't give us more money, then we're not going to be able to serve you with police and fire. They don't bring up the fact that they're going to also hire secretaries. They're going to hire code enforcement people. They're going to hire people to work as legal uh, specialists in the county council's office. They're not going to say they're going to hire DA, uh, you know, prosecutors. Uh, they're not going to say they're going to hire more people at animal control and all the different places that people work in the county or the or whatever the jurisdiction is we're talking about. So now we have just an announcement. The supervisors discussed it uh, this week here in Sutter County, and they've announced they're going to put it on the ballot. And, of course, what do you think they say? Well, we're going to let the people decide, right? They're, they're spineless people. And uh, because they don't want to be faced, if they vote on it and vote it in, they don't want to be faced with the recall. They may get recalled anyway. I don't like to do recalls because people talk a big story about a recall, but it's really hard to recall people and get people to vote. You know, it's hard to get people to vote at the normal times. It's really hard to get people to vote at an abnormal time, extraordinary time. So anyway, um, it, it was so interesting. I watched a little bit of the video um, online and it was interesting to watch these spineless supervisors, instead of just saying, I'm for it and voting for it, they had to, like, try to make it sound right. And so guys like Matt Conant, who's the guy that said, well, I really didn't want to shut down our government because of COVID. I didn't want to, but he did. <laughs> right. You know, life isn't about what you want to or don't want to. It's what you do. Right. It's what you do. And so whether or not in your mind you regretted it when you took my house from me or took my business from me or told me I couldn't go to school or told me I had to stay in my house, you felt really bad about it, right? It's like the mom says when she's going to beat the kid with her belt, she says, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. Well, I don't think so, really. I don't think so. So uh, anyway, they all made excuses why it was a good deal because they they were concerned about well this is about the fire department and so uh what's going on in california i don't know which state you're listening from and i don't know a lot about every state i don't know i'm not an expert on every state's pension programs but in california we have a terrible pension program and basically we have a instead of a defined uh, payment into the pension program, we have a defined benefit. So in my own pension program, which I had to create for myself because I never worked for a big corporation or government, I had to put a certain amount of money aside every month. So in, a, in an investment in the hopes that when I decide to retire and not want to go to work every day, but go to work at something I want to do that's profitable, but maybe doesn't profitable spiritually, but doesn't make any money, I'll have money there to pay my way, right? So how my investments do depends on how wise I am or how wise the people that I hire to manage those are and and the luck of the draw, right? I, I'm not a psychic or I'm not a prophet. So I could have a lot of in investment left or not so much. But in the state, because of unions, they have convinced uh, legislators to guarantee 
a person, when they go to work for the city, the county, or some agency, that if they'll go to work for them and stay with them for a certain amount of years, they will give them a defined benefit, a percentage of their salary, many times 90% of their salary, until they drop dead. So we have, for instance, I, I always use this because people can relate to it. We have a sheriff that works for the county. And uh, they are very well paid. They, it's a big job. It's a very important job. It may be the most important job in the county. Uh, and so it's really incumbent upon all of us to vote for a really great constitutional sheriff, conservative constitutional. And so they get they get paid very, very, very well. And uh, but here's the problem. Instead of when, like I'll use the name Wendell Anderson, who is our Yuba County Sheriff, where I'm sitting, instead of putting money aside for Wendell Anderson as an investment for him, and he could even direct it, and then at the end of his uh, time working in law enforcement, he just simply walks away. We quit paying him the day he quits and retires. We quit paying him. And we quit paying into his retirement, and he just takes that lump sum, and he lives on it, right? That's not how it works. That's the way it works for most Americans. But the way it works in, in county government, city government, is they go away, and they file for their CalPERS, California Public Employment uh, Retirement System. They file for that, and they give them a check every month until they drop dead. A certain check. It doesn't matter how successful CalPERS investments are. It doesn't matter. And, and the money isn't really set aside. In other words, the money for Wendell isn't set aside and paid in for him every month. And they're always behind. So what we have is an unfunded pension liability. The liability means a debt. Unfunded men means we don't have the money to put the funds in there. And so in Yuba County, I think it's up to 160 or $80 million dollars unfunded so that means that we're always paying behind that means when wendell anderson quits and retires or other 50 100 people retire each year and they move all to the united states we're going to pay them checks for the rest of their life out of this fund we're responsible the taxpayer is responsible you think well wow that's crazy why wouldn't the fund be responsible because they when the fund's short they come back to the taxpayer to get more money and you know what happened this last 12 months in 2021? The CalPERS not only didn't make any money. You know how when you invest money, you invest a dollar, you hope you maybe get a dollar five or a dollar ten or a dollar twenty at the end of the year. They not only didn't make a cent, they actually lost some of the principal, six or seven percent. And so, uh, so that means they're going to come back to the counties to get more money. Why? Because they have checks going out every month to the Wendell Andersons of California when he retires. Let me, let me tell you something. So right now we're paying for a sheriff in every county in California. Plus we're paying for every sheriff that ever retired from that job that's still living. So in some counties that may be three, two, four, five sheriffs that we're paying to keep alive for we're taking care of them because they were a sheriff at one time in the history of your county so right now in yuba county we have gary tendall we're paying for uh, i think he's the oldest 
And then we have Virginia Black, who was the next one. And then we have Steve Durfer, who was the next one. Now, so we're paying for four sheriffs, but we're only getting the work of one. You understand what I'm saying? In Sutter County, where they're just wanting uh, Brandon Barnes, the new sheriff, is asking, he's supporting this 1% tax. We're paying Brandon, and we're also paying his predecessor, which is a guy named Paul Parker. And we're also paying his predecessor was a guy named Sheriff Denny. And uh, his predecessor died, Art Brandwood. So we're not paying him or his wife, but we're paying his predecessor, Roy Whitaker. So we're paying Whitaker, Denny, Parker. Those are three sheriffs. We're still paying every month. And then we're also paying a sheriff, current sheriff that goes to work every morning with his uniform on. Listen, people, there's no, there's no, that's a corrupt system. There's no system that can work. There's no amount of taxpayers they will take all our money before it's over to pay for all these people. Because look at you take any job in Sutter County or any county and it's the same way. We'll be right back. We got another break here. I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside. Oh, yeah. Governor Greg Abbott sending migrants from his state on a bus to New York City. They arrived at Port Authority this morning. Outside Jessica Formoso is live now, Midtown, with more on why this is happening and how the city is responding. 6.30 this morning, a bus from Texas full of migrants pulled up to the Port Authority bus terminal. Authorities here had no idea they were heading this way. In a tweet this morning, he said in part, quote, in addition to Washington, D.C., New York City is the ideal destination destination for these migrants who can receive the abundance of city services and housing that Mayor Eric Adams has boasted about within the sanctuary city. For less than 20 minutes, Alex Jones questioned the official narrative of the Sandy Hook school shooting because for the so-called truther community, that was the big story. And so he did his job and covered the story. Just like he's done for the other 1.8 million minutes of his career, Alex Jones has been questioning the official narrative of the corrupt mainstream media and exposing the authoritarian cabal hiding in the shadows for 28 years. And over time, this revival of truth has grown into millions worldwide. Alex Jones expanded his broadcast by selling a line of products focused on healing from the toxic world of a corrupt system, which has allowed InfoWars to remain a free public broadcast to combat the dangerous lies of the mainstream media. In 2018, with zero evidence of their wild claims, a George Soros-funded lawsuit was filed against Alex Jones and InfoWars. Four months later, big tech removes InfoWars from the internet. We were meant to be destroyed four years ago, but thanks to an awakened audience that cares about the truth, the InfoWars signal has only grown stronger. And now they are no longer hiding the fact that they are standing on the graves of dead children and using their grieving parents as a political weapon to silence all of alternative news media. I ask that with your verdict, you not only 
take Alex Jones' platform that he talks about away. I ask that you make certain he can't rebuild the platform. That's what matters. Take him out of this discourse, of this misinformation, of this peddling of lies, and make sure he can't do it again. Alex Jones is patient zero for our society's inability to speak without lies. He is patient zero for alternative facts. And according to Judge Gamble, acting like O'Brien straight out of George Orwell's 1984, the judge decides what is true. You may not say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify. Yet here I am. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. Do you understand what I have said? Yes, I believe what I said was true. So I don't Yes, you believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is, that is what we're doing here. Just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. There's going to be a large set of plaintiffs who are gonna be dividing up the corpse of InfoWars in the bankruptcy estate. The decision to terminate the InfoWars broadcast is not in the hands of this crooked cabal. It is and always has been the will of our audience that decide our fate. The InfoWars audience has mobilized and awakened the world to the threat that is globalism. And with your continued support, we will keep going. Join us now and support the InfoWar. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a 
free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. So I want to uh, mention a couple people that uh, help us stay afloat here. And we're not trying to make any money here. Nobody makes a salary here. We're just paying the bills to keep this uh, thing on the air. And we have some helpers doing that. And so thankful, we're thankful for all of them. And the people that are helping us, we mention them on the air. And we say, hey, these guys are not only people that support what we're doing here, but they also do a, a trade. They actually make a living doing an occupation. I mentioned a couple last hour. And uh, so All Power Services is another. Uh, there's some guys. They started this business a couple of years ago, All Power Services. And it's just what it says. They serve anything that has power hooked up to it. So whether it's a weed eater, whether it's a, a truck tractor and trailer unit, big, big rig, whether it's uh, off-road vehicles, all kinds of things they fix and that have any motor chainsaws, weed eaters, mowers, small stuff, big stuff, whatever. And they also are fabricators. So all power services are in Yuba city at 1469 Stewart road. That's right off highway 99. You can text or call them at five, three, zero, eight, four, four, zero, three, four, seven. They're, they're amazing fabricators. You need something built on your truck or in for your house. 
that need steel, uh, they they know they're great welders. Or maybe you need a repair done. So all power fourteen sixty nine at gmail dot com. You can reach them that way, but by phone five three zero eight four four zero three four seven. Check them out. Also, Allen's Auto Body. Uh, they've worked on my car a number of times. They just worked on uh, my soundboard guy at uh, KMYC. Worked on the front of his truck. Ke- uh, Kevin and Carrie Clark, they run Allen's Auto Body. It's a bright yellow, canary yellow building on the corner of Tea Garden and Southern Yuba City. You can reach them at 530-671-1057. They do a great job. They're very kind. They're honest as can be. And Kevin is a great body and paint guy that just made my car so happy. So um, we're talking about pensions and the very system that government has created for itself is 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 uh, eating itself alive, is eating itself alive. So I want you to think of any business you have and all the employees you've ever had as people came and go through the history of your business. And if you uh, think of all the different employee jobs, the different slots you have to fill and you pay them because they do do some work but then you were required to pay everybody that had worked there and then retired you were you were required to pay them keep paying them until they died it would run you flat out of business there's no way a private business can do that and and pull it right out of the till as they say so what's happening is this is a corrupt system it doesn't work and what's happening is government is is uh, running itself out of business and so they can't they can't fund their bills like yuba county keeps borrowing money from a slush fund at yuba water agency this is yuba county is right next to sutter county if you're not familiar with where we are and they keep borrowing money to make their payments now anytime you have to borrow money to make your payment like if you had at the end of the month, you get the MasterCard visa, all those kind of cards, and you don't have all the money to pay, you're in trouble. That's a bad sign. Any type of financial counselor, you don't have to get fancy with this government stuff. Just look at your own budget. If you can't make your payments at the end of the month, you're in trouble. Government keeps messing around with the funding. In fact, they used to hire the hide the fact and, and it was by law, you could hide the unpaid liability. You could hide it. And you, have, you didn't have to show it on your balance sheet for your accounting. So you could go get a loan and hide $100 million that you owed. You can hide it. But now you cannot hide it. But they're hiding it from the people. They're hiding it from the people, and it's a bad system. What they should have is a system where you pay people, and you also either say this is a 401k or an investment plan you can invest in it and if you invest in it we will contribute a little bit or whatever uh or or even if you want to say we're going to fund we're going to put money in an investment fund for you but at the end of your retirement at 20 years 10 years 30 years whatever then we we separate and we don't make any more payments to you. It's over between you and us. Thank you very much. Here's the gold watch. Here's a plaque, everything. But we don't continue donating towards your life. 
you you live who at 70 years old or 60 years old and retired still needs 10,000 or 20,000 dollars a month that's crazy but we guarantee these people and they feel entitled to it so a lot of them will say I'm a republican I'm against all these entitlements no they aren't against entitlements they are they love entitlements republicans love entitlements Oh, yeah. Well, and I said, so, you know, Social Security is an entitlement. Well, yes, it is an entitlement. Yeah. Well, we paid into it. Yeah, you paid into it. But a lot of you are getting a lot more money than you ever paid into it, maybe. But the fact is, you didn't pay into the CalPERS enough to get 20, 30, 40 years of 10000 or $20,000 a month. There's no one that did that. And so some people are getting huge amounts of money out of CalPERS and the the taxpayer should not be on the hook for it. So that these guys are saying, Oh, well, we can't, we're not getting enough taxes to pay for the fire department to pay for this. Listen, government, no government wants to make itself smaller. No government uh, bureaucrat department has, has in his mission statement. We want to try to remove our department. We want to try to get our department down to two people when we have 15 people or eight people when we've had 15 people. Nobody in government says that. What they want to do is spend all their budget and they want to ask for more money next year and they want to ask for more people next year. They want to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's contrary to what the people want. The people don't want government, more government, bigger government. If you look in the city of Marysville, you look at, you drive around your town, look at all the government buildings. And many times you don't even know that the government owns 20, 30, 40 pieces of property. You don't even know what they are. They just own them. They just, they just buy, 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 buy. And uh, the government, we, the, our founding fathers, it's amazing to me. Oh, yeah, I'm a Republican, but I'm voting for taxes. Oh, I'm a Republican, but I'm going to take, we need to, in, we need to hire five more trackers and investigators to walk around and see if you've got a sniffle in your nose. That's, that's not conservatism. That's not patriotism. We need, and, and when when they start talking about well we need to we just got a uh, the day after uh, the, the they're announcing they're going to put tax thing on the ballot, the sheriff of Sutter County wrote that they're going to have to cut back on their services, and a lot of people say oh my god I can't believe it right, I'm totally fine with it. In fact, if they cut back and even just shut down their whole operation a couple days a week, except for responses on 911 calls, like, do you know that uh, city of Marysville, when they were real tight on money, supposedly, before the tax went through, they cut down, I think they were only open three days or four days a week. And I thought, I didn't even miss them. The city didn't look any worse. city looks terrible. Looked terrible for 20, 30 years. Didn't look any worse. Didn't look any better. It's like, hey, you want to... Taking less money, take less money, have less people, lay off half the people. I think we could lay off half the people in our county and and do okay and just subcontract out everything. But they, you know, they they say it's impossible because it's not impossible. They just don't want to do it because no administrator wants to give away his job, right? They don't, there are towns where most of the, the services of the county or the city are just, they're, uh, they're uh, hired out to others, and they take bids on it, right? 
You think, oh, well, Lou, the bids are going to be a lot higher than what we could do in-house. Maybe so, but not when you add up all the retirement. If I got to repay, say you got for every department head, the county administrator, the sheriff, the district attorney, the the county uh, executive officer, the head of public works. Uh, let's see. In fact, every attorney that works for the county, whether it's county council or the D.A., the head of health and human service, all the heads of everything. Those people are making a quarter of a million dollars a year, and they're going to make that 90 percent of that. Once they leave, they'll make 90 percent of that till they drop dead. Some of them are going to live 20 or 30 years. People who is going to pay that? How can you pay for one sheriff plus three retired sheriff for 40, four, uh, four retired sheriffs? Multiply that times every department head and every person in the county. Do you know if you look on TransparentCalifornia.com, please do your own research. You can go to TransparentCalifornia.com, click on counties, click on Sutter, click on your county, and then then look down the list of all the first of all, it says the county, and then it'll tell how many employees in that county. You know, both Yuba and Sutter County list over a thousand full-time and part-time employees. Now, if those people, uh, a lot of those people are going to stay long enough to retire. They're going to get some retirement, and you're going to pay that. Ret- their retirement is not. You say, well, it's set aside in an investment. No, it is not. It is not. It's a fluid operation. It's like you give to Social Security. Oh, it's sitting back there in a Social Security trust fund. It is not. That's why we're going to go bankrupt, because they didn't set it aside. I set my money aside. Now, if if all the the systems, the money systems of the world go bankrupt, I'm, I'm with everybody else. But if they don't, I got plenty of money to do everything I want, support the kingdom of God throughout the world, and feed myself, and I don't need any government help. But the way the government did it is they buried the taxpayers with paying people's pensions until they dropped dead. And and every generation is going to be faced with it. So, for instance, my generation, who ain't going to last very much longer, uh, the we're going to we're going to be done with our debt to society but the, many of the people that are retired my age or just a few years ago those people are going to be paid for for another 10 years maybe it's it's unbelievable it's it's just a bad corrupt system so why are we continuing to finance it let's cut government let's shrink the size of government and and they, well, how are we gonna how are we gonna clean the streets? Do you know like right now there's a lot of things that are subcontracted out. You know, in some cities they handle their own garbage. Right now we have Ubisutter disposal. Some cities, uh, I, I not Ubisutter disposal. They call themselves Recology now. But uh, some cities do their own ambulance service. Did you know that? In our community, we have Bi County Ambulance. It's a privately held. It's a family owned business. And there are a lot of different services that could be subcontracted out. And and so did you know that we pay a certain fee to to have uh, by county pick up people and take them to the hospital, et cetera, right? Fly them here, do this, do that, and the other thing. By the way, we have reach helicopters here. We do not have a government helicopter system flying people around. Reach 
hires. We, we pay them. Uh, that means if I need a helicopter ride, I pay it, right? So what I'm telling you is there's ways to do this, but the, the government has to be willing. Now, if you, if, if you believe that what I'm talking to you, I, propaganda can be good or bad. Propaganda is just information, but the deception of propaganda that's going to be unloaded on you is we can't do that. Yes, you can. You can do anything you want. And, I, and in the coming months, I'll be telling you about many ways that they can get, get rid of some of their, their expenses. And uh, they can get rid of them. And they can sell off property. And they can sell off assets and pay down their pension fund. Uh, there's a lot of things they can do. And the fact that, let me say this. Now, the sheriff has said that lots of people are leaving for other departments. People don't leave departments just because of salary. Many people, I, I, our church has a whole staff. That staff does not work there, and I worked there for many years. Our, that staff does not work there because of the high pay. It's the lowest pay in town. There's no way we can compete. The talent that we have at the church and the staff, they could get jo- jobs all over the place. Uh, and, and make more money, but they don't, they don't do that because they want to be involved in the mission of the church, right? Some people, so it isn't always about money. And I, I remember talking to Steve Durfer years ago and when I was uh, doing volunteer work in the jail and he was the sheriff. And I remember telling him when he got hired, I don't know whether he paid any attention to me or not, but we were having a discussion. And I said, people, it isn't always about money. People want to come to a place of work where it's a happy place and it's a place that's honest and it's a place that people have your back and it's a place that there isn't any bullshit, right? It's a place that uh, people care for people and and people aren't hired and uh, people don't play favorites and in particularly in government, if people play favorites and play games and manipulate and jerk you around, uh, people don't want to work in those situations. And they will move and take their talent to the next government because they know they can drive down the road 20, 30, 40 minutes an hour, and they can move to the same type of an office, hopefully better personnel. And so a lot of people move from agency to agency, not about money, but it's about the work atmosphere, the culture of the place. So to, to, to roll this off, if you want to play this, we can interview the people that have left. If you want to say people are leaving all because of money, we can interview them. And we, will, we can post those interviews that people will talk. But you cannot say it's all about money because it isn't all about money. And I'm telling you, if you don't make, we're talking about fundamental infrastructure changes to the future of our counties. And you know what they always say is, well, what about this county? And we got to compete with that county. At some point, you have to say, we need to take care of business locally, and we're done raising taxes. People are just burnt out, man. They're getting screwed over in California. You're in the wrong state to keep jamming taxes down people's nose. You're in the wrong state. You ought to try like Tennessee or Texas or Florida where there's no sales tax. But it's just one thing after another thing. You know, it was interesting. The people that were promoting the tax from the public were pretty well-to-do people yesterday. You know, you don't see poor people up there. I didn't see poor. I didn't see farm workers. You know, this other thing. This the 
that supervisors hold their meetings during workday. And so it, it purposely eliminates the public from addressing their complaints to the supervisors. So what happens is that building got filled up the other day at three o'clock and they procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated till people had to leave and go get their kids and do other things. They couldn't stay there for three hours like the supervisors are getting paid to do to finish the agenda. So instead of putting the hot topic first and letting the people against the topic speak first, they, they blew them off and they were dishonest and they were disgenuous and there was a lack of integrity. They should have started. They should have had a special meeting at six o'clock at night and they should have got everybody on at right up in the front instead of let all the, we had all the pro people go up first, then all the negative people, the people that were against it. But many people ha- had to leave. They came to the supervisor. meeting. they wanted to p- participate in democracy and the very people that they elected were working against them the whole day. It's dishonest to have meetings in the middle of the day. It's violation of the, it's of the spirit of the Brown Act, which was to have people easy. It was it, the Brown Act was established in the 1950s to make it easy for people to address their grievances or redress their grievances. And not by Zoom and not by letter, but to get right in the room with them and confront them. And even raise their voice and cuss without being having the FBI called on them. But in but the way that supervisors get around it is they have their meetings at nine o'clock in the morning or three o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. It is contrary to the Constitution, the spirit of an open meeting and and uh, the spirit of democracy. They should have the meetings at night. And if they don't like being a supervisor and staying late at night to to uh, to hear people's problems and to discuss all the different things to do county business, they should then resign and let somebody else do the job. It's all right. Many times people don't like that kind of work, but they need to get out. They either need to open this. It is not open meeting when you say, OK, come at nine in the morning or three in the afternoon, then you have like all kinds of crap at the front of the meeting and people sit there for hours. It's ridiculous. You're the only ones that are supposed to sit there for hours are the supervisors because you wanted the job and you're getting, or the city council and you're getting paid to do the job. Quit complaining. Anything you want Yes, you can celebrate Anything you want In this nation's 246-year history There has never been an individual Who has been a bigger threat to America Than my daughter, Liz Cheney Since 2017 My daughter and traitor, Liz Cheney, has pretended to be a Republican. Her vicious attacks against the greatest president America has ever seen, Donald Trump, have upset me and my wife for many years. 
Liz has destroyed our faith in politics with her abuse of power and constant lies. She's a pathological liar who will do and say anything to stay in power. She's a traitor who would sell her own parents to China. She constantly lies to this country. I know it, she knows it, and deep down, I think America knows it. She's gonna lose, she's gonna lose big. And as her father, I couldn't be more proud. No one deserves to lose as much as Liz does. It's long overdue and America will be better off once she's out. Me and my wife are so proud of America for standing up for the truth, doing what's right and getting my daughter out of power. Liz is a coward, a power-hungry traitor who doesn't care about America. But you know who does care about America? Donald J. Trump, the greatest president that ever lived. He never backs down from a fight, and he always puts America first. I just wish Donald was my son. The most important thing Donald Trump will ever do is putting my daughter Liz Cheney in prison for the rest of her life. And he will succeed. I'm Dick Cheney, and I am proudly voting for Donald Trump. I hope you will, too. Josh Hawley is a Missouri senator and member of the Judiciary Committee, and he joins me now. I mean, this is disgusting, what's going on here. You couldn't have a more disgusting little plot to hatch this raid. Well, Jesse, this judge seems like he's a rabid partisan from what we're learning, but I lay the real blame for this at the feet of the FBI, the DOJ, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. And speaking of Merrick Garland, where the heck is he, by the way? I mean, has he even been seen in public? Is he alive? I mean, this is a guy who needs to come forward right now. He needs to publish the warrant. He needs to publish the list of everything they took from the president. He needs to explain how in the world he authorized this. Because I can tell you, Jesse, this is a serious, serious breach of the rule of law, which is why Garland needs to go. And if he won't resign, he ought to be impeached. So if you seize boxes from a guy's private house and you don't let any lawyers watch what you're doing, isn't that tainted evidence? I mean, couldn't they just say, oh, look what, look what I found. <laughs> oh, look what I found. Trump had this in the box. I mean, that, that's, there's no chain of custody, right? You toss that. Yeah, and, I, and I'd like to know what it was they were looking for in the first place. I mean, this is why Garland owes the American people an explanation, and frankly, so does Joe Biden, because I don't believe for a minute, not for a minute, that the White House was totally in the dark on this. This is Joe Biden's FBI. It is Joe Biden's DOJ. And they have weaponized this FBI at every turn. They sent it after parents and called them domestic terrorists. This is an administration that tried to set up a disinformation board to police the speech of Americans who questioned the vaccine, who had questions about masks. This is an administration that is totally, totally out of control. And I tell you, it will take a long time to repair the basic constitutional norms and democratic norms here that this administration is trampling. But Jesse, what this makes clear to me above all is that though our constitutional framework of government is strong, and I believe that, we have deep, deep corruption in our government, deep corruption. Yeah, you gotta pull and we're gonna it out have from to make the it roots. a focus to root it out. And, and I'm glad you're on the show, and I haven't seen a lot of other Republicans out there saying anything. Are you guys on vacation? I feel like you guys are missing a huge opportunity to really stand up against this injustice. 
You know, I, I agree that this is a time to stand and be heard. And listen, what the administration wants to do here, clearly, is they want this just all to be swept under the rug. It's why they won't answer questions. It's why the president is off on vacation. It's why Garland hasn't been seen in public. It's why they won't say anything. There needs to be real accountability here. And that's why I say not just a slap on the wrist, not just another hearing. We've had those. They just come and lie and obfuscate. Garland needs to be impeached and he needs to be removed. And we're going to have to look at the FBI top to bottom, and that's just the beginning. Yeah, you can't send FBI agents into Michelle Obama's bedroom and then say nothing and go on vacation for two weeks and act like everything is normal. It cannot happen if that was the other way. All right, Senator, thanks for joining us. Right. I want to mention a couple other people here before we get into it. Um, big thank you to North Valley Paralegal, Nellie Garcia at 751 Sutter Street in Yuba City. She'll handle all your legal needs. You can reach her very easy. She works around the clock seven days a week. She's not open seven days a week, but she's working seven days a week. You can reach her at 530-751-9289. I think that's a landline. Seven five one nine two eight nine, and also, uh, if you have addiction issues, you need help with addiction from cigarettes to meth to to uh, any kind of opiate addiction, whatever Xanax, whatever. Doctor Joe Cassidy will help you at Peachtree Clinic, Peachtree Health. You can reach them at five three zero seven four nine three two four two. They take all the basic state insurances and all that kind of stuff. If you can't get through for some reason through that way, be sure to ask for Dr. Cassidy. He specializes in addiction. Uh, you can you can text him. Please text him during the day, not at night, or don't call him. Please don't call him. Text him, 530-682-8648. But the first thing is just try to make an appointment. If that goes smooth, you don't need to text him. If all else fails and you're really desperate, call me at 530-713-1838 any time of the night or day. I'll talk to you, and we'll work all the details out to get you what you need. All addicts uh, may have an addiction, but they're not similar, similar situations. So they need custom-fit solutions to their problems. So... Uh, Thank you for Doc for helping us, and, and we're all working together to help people not die out on the streets. So, um, okay, I want to get down here, and I want to talk to you. There, a, a lady, professor at the U University of California at Berkeley, who did some study on uh, pensions, and I'll give you. I'm going to finish this, and I need to move on to other topics. So it says, according to her last name is Anzia. According to Anzia's findings, local pension costs rose almost everywhere around the United States, but they increased at a much higher rate in California. Between 2007 and 2016, median pension costs nationwide increased $1,216 per employee. Median is the middle, not the average, but the middle 
take the, the lowest to the highest and right in the middle, $1,216, okay? How much do you think they rose in, per employee in California cities and counties compared to the rest of the country? This is We're not taking an average. This is median, okay? I told you $1,216 per employee throughout the rest of the United States. It's $7,022 per employee in California. We got problems, people, and it isn't the taxpayer. It is not the taxpayer. And to to compare yourself to other counties in California, why don't they compare themselves to other counties around the United States and say, oh, hallelujah, we're paying 7000 per employee, and the other counties are only having to pay 1200 How do you think that's going to go over in a, in a sales tax vote? We're getting ripped off in California, people. That's the way it is. Um, so right now, I talked to talked about the open meeting act and i'm trying to think oh let me just let me just give you a quote and then i'll come back to the open meeting act remember the open meeting act that's a a, i think it's uh i'll have to read it in a minute the brown we call it the brown act but i think his name's howard brown but i may be wrong ann rand who is a political philosopher and she wrote some great books atlas shrugged is one of them but she's a She said this, which is just shockingly true. She says, when you see that in order to produce, that means to produce something, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft or thievery and by pull or influence than by work and your laws don't protect you against them, but you protect them, but they protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. This is in 1957. She, she was a seer. She was an economic seer. She could see, principles in the future that when things happen in a certain way because they could happen but because of a lack of virtue they do happen right you're seeing it happen at every level of our government including right down to our cities and counties here the only i've said this over and over again the only difference between local corruption and federal and state corruption are the it's fewer zeros let me say this again. When Ann Rand, she says, when you see, we're seeing it right now, people. When you see that in order to produce, you need to pr- obtain permission. What I've said, hey, why don't we cut back on building inspection and let people build? Instead of ha- having to look at every little thing, oh, I want to replace this wall. I got to go in and do a permit. I got to pour a little slab. I got to get a permit. That is big government. She said, when you see that in order to produce something, you need to obtain permission from men who produce absolutely nothing. Oh, you mean people at City Hall produce nothing? Exactly. If you drop dead, you we actually don't lose anything. What I'm looking for, the guys that are farming around here, the guys that are building stuff around here, the guys that are fixing my faucet around here, the guys that are fixing my body around here, those people are producing. 
If I got to go down to City Hall to get permission to do something like pour my sidewalk, which improved the city and the city wouldn't co-op, wouldn't even help me. Right. They said, no, 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 we're not helping you. It's all on you. She says, you, when you see that in order to produce something, to build something, to create something, to grow something, to counsel somebody to have a better life, when, if I have to go ask permission from men who produce nothing at all, when you see that money is flowing to those who deal not in goods, but in a favor, oh, yeah, you pay me something, I'll, I'll make it happen for you, dude. When you see that men get richer by thievery and by pull than by actually going out and working and building something, repairing something, making somebody's life better, cutting someone's hair, fixing somebody's teeth, making somebody be able to see again. She says your laws do not protect you against them, but they protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded, that's exactly what's happening in our communities right now. And honesty becoming a self-sacrifice. People say, why should I stand up? I'll lose my job if I whistle. If I'm a whistleblower, I don't want to lose my job. They'll just harass me. It's going to cause my family all kinds of problems. I remember when Jim Whitaker molested a teenager, she came to me as an adult woman and she said, I said, will you come forward? She said, why should I come forward? My daughters are now at Yuba City High School and they will be ridiculed because he's still working there. And my daughters are now at that, that school. Why would I expose them to harassment and ridicule? That's what they talk about here is honesty becomes a self-sacrifice. Because why? Because people are not held accountable for wrongdoing. So why should anybody that's doing right stand up against them? And Rand says, you know that your society is doomed. People, it's over. Do you hear me? It is over. This is just a trying to keep, you know, the firefighters, when I worked as a chaplain, they said, hey, the goal is to keep people from spilling the toxic waste. It's a big, funky mess. If we got to clean up the toxic waste, it's a big mess, big time problems. Do you know that there's Senate Bill 1100 in the, the uh, going through the Senate and the Assembly? Senate Bill 1100, you know what they're trying to do? Sh- take away some of the open meeting attributes. And so if they decide that you're being disruptive or that you're, you're getting a little heated, They'll just have you removed. Uh, Let me look at this. uh, I want to. Okay. So anyway, there's a great article written by Katie Grimes called California Democrats redefine states open meeting laws. So many of you, the open meeting laws affect any political meeting. So that's uh, we had people going to the school boards. We had people going to the city council. We had people going to the supervisor's meeting. We had people going to meetings at the courthouse regarding suing Governor Newsom. Public access to lawmakers is still curbed under these ongoing COVID rules inside the state capitol. Did you know that inside the state capitol, that even though the state Senate members and assembly members all are back in person sitting shoulder to shoulder in the chambers, etc., and around the dais that the public 
has to still obey COVID rules? Does that sound stupid to you? That would, that's superstition, people. Those, that is manipulation, people. Gary Bradford, Plumas Lake Supervisor, Yuba County, kept pushing the Zoom thing. Oh, this is a revolution. This is a revelation using Zoom. And he wanted to keep going with Zoom because supposedly there's, he was such an idiot. He was saying, oh, we're saving lives with Zoom, right? By people not coming to the meetings. So finally, when the meetings got open, it was hilarious. People, uh, we had to fight over, for, they forcing people to wear a, basically a feminine napkin around their face to stop a, a bacteria from getting in or a virus. And then the chairs were spaced like 12 feet apart or something like that. Instead of just having normal chairs and let people sit where they want, it's manipulation. It's totalitarian control. It has nothing to do with science. There isn't any scientific study. All they did, because they are authoritarian thugs with R's after their name, most of them are Republican. They are thugs. They are not about freedom. They are not about democracy. They are not about a republic. They are thugs, and they are full of the—they get so um, full of themselves— and a legend in their own mind, and they think they're so powerful, and they aren't powerful. And they're violating the law and the Constitution. They are playing games. We're like, what, in almost 900 days since we're in a state of emergency? We're going to live the rest of our lives in a state of emergency until Gavin Newsom drops dead. And we may never get out of a state of emergency in California with Democrats holding both houses. According to the League of California Cities, the crux of the Brown Act is that it is the people's business that's being conducted in all these, these, uh, these halls. And the people have the right to access. The people have just as much right to come in as the city council. One of my friends went into the city council meeting. He didn't even know it was closed. He went to the city council during COVID, and he refused to leave because they jacked him around. And he, he had just as much as right to be there as the mayor, but they don't agree with this, according to the Brown Act. And Sean Harris, the mayor, had him arrested. And they took him to the police department for sitting in the city council meeting during the COVID, the COVID crisis. Two key parts of the Brown Act have not changed since its adoption in 1953. One is the, the initial section declaring legislature's intent. In enacting this chapter, the legislator finds and declares that the Public commissions, boards, and councils, and other public agencies in the state exist to aid in the conduct of the people's business. It is the intent of the law that their actions be taken openly and that their deliberations be conducted openly. The people of the state do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them. You remember? Now now the agencies think they we serve them. This says... The people do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them. The people in delegating authority do not give the, their public servants the right to decide what is good for the people. Like, oh, we're going to Zoom or we like Zoom. Screw you. That's what the people can say. Now they're going to send the, fe the Federal Bureau of Investigation because you're going to do a screw you there when you're going to tell the guy, hey, go to hell. You, don't have, you can't do that. 
It's the same thing I'd say on some, somebody jerking me around on my block. We do not give the public servants a right to decide what is good for the people to know and what is not good for them to know. We got Deborah Burks, B-I-R-X Burks, said, I decided to lie to the people about COVID and the COVID vaccine. She says right in her book and she said right in public. It's not a conspiracy theory. You're just not paying attention or you don't want it. You don't want it. You got your head up your rear. The people insist on remaining informed so that they may retain control. We retain control over the instruments that that have been created. The instruments are the police. Public works, all those things. We control that. You do not control that or the meeting. We can throw you out. You can't throw us out. And that's what these guys are trying to do. They're going to throw us out of the meetings. That's why the this, this, this school boards were asking Merrick Garland, head of the Department of Justice, to turn the FBI against the parents of the United States of America. These people are communist people. I don't care. They call themselves Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Green Party. They are communists. Wake up. The people have the right, this is in the Brown Act, the people have the right of access to information concerning the conduct of the people's business, and therefore, the meetings of public bodies and the writings of public officials and agencies shall be open to public scrutiny. We have to beg, we have to file FOIA requests that are constantly violated. I've never got a FOIA request in the amount of time that the law requires. You have to beg, plead, and eventually sue the government to get them. The Brown Act goes on to say all meetings of the legislative body of a local agency shall be open and public, not open and Zoomed. Zoom isn't a public meeting. And all persons shall be permitted to attend any meeting of the legislative body of the local agency, except as otherwise provides. Anyway, it goes on to say that one sentence, it says by far the most important of the entire Brown Act if the opening is the soul, that sentence is the heart of the Brown Act. I'm telling you, people, you do not have any right that you're not willing to fight for. I don't care what's written down. I don't care whether they said you're black and they can't fire you. Baby, they will fire you unless you go in there and you raise hell. Oh, well, you're a woman and they can't fire you. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to have cause. They, it says in the writings they have to have cause to fire. I'm telling you, you have no rights. If you're not willing to fight against these people and take them down, my friend Elizabeth Pollard, I admire her so much. She stood up to the district attorney. She was a, a poorly paid, almost a volunteer. Maybe she was a volunteer at Victim Service in Sutter County. And she stood up and said, you know, the way you're managing your grant you can't use this money for the district attorney's office. You have to use it for victims. And the I can't remember the gal's name right offhand, but she was one of the attorneys there. And she said, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. She didn't. And Elizabeth blew the whistle to the state, and they fired her. Sutter County fired her. And they, and they made fun of her. They mocked her and made fun of her body parts. Sexual harassment. They didn't want to have sex with her. They just mocked her. They paid her off $150,000 because she hired an attorney and threw down against Sutter County who was totally in the wrong. The DA was corrupt. 
the Department of Victim Witnesses came in victim services and audited the books and saw exactly what they uh, what uh, Pollard was saying. And they had to return the money to victim services from Sutter County. Corrupt government. And then Vic, then she ended up getting a job at the state level. I'm telling you, was it easy for her? They went after her. But she stood her ground and she stood up for her rights. She was unfairly fired. She was fired because it was a corrupt government and she stood up against them. And they thought nobody's going to stand up. We, if we want to steal the state's money, we'll steal it. And the DA was stealing from the victims. Can you imagine how dastardly, how horrible, what a creep, what a slime ball Carl, Carl Adams was taking money from the victims and, and using it in the DA's office. And then turned around and threw the gal to the dogs who criticized him instead of like being humble and saying, yeah, you're right. We, we shouldn't have done that. We should rearrange the money, right? Instead of being said and coming clean, he, he wants victims to, he wants uh, perpetrators to come clean, but the DA himself was as bad as the perpetrators. That's what we have. We have, uh, we got to take a break. We're finished with the fourth segment, I guess. I think that's where we are. Okay, we'll be right back. I don't mind you coming here. I'm wasting all my time. Because when you're standing out so near, I cry to lose my mind. It's not the perfume I do have. It's not the ribbons in your hair. left's corrupt education establishment the current system is sick it's sick we have the lowest scores almost in the world and we spend more per pupil than any other nation school prayer is banned but drag shows are allowed to permeate the whole place it's okay you can't teach the bible but you can teach children that america is evil and that men are able to get pregnant. <laughs> Whatever it takes, conservatives must liberate America's children from the captivity of these Marxist teachers' unions. That's what they are. Where do they come from? There's a lot of things I want to cover with you here. Uh, the first of which caught my attention, your team sent this over, um, is a kind of an interesting thing where you say that the American left or the Democrat Party no longer shares your values. Uh, that you're a $20 million donor to the Democrat Party and that you might jump ship. I'm super interested in this. Tell us about it. Well, it's, I can't speak to any member of the Democratic Party. I mean, I've given over $20 million, uh, to the party, um, say, in the, the last 20 years, and I can't get a, a return phone call. I cannot get anybody on the phone to talk about what's happening with the vaccine that I've uh, contributed to, or you know, even candidates uh, th that I haven't, nobody will talk to me in the Democratic Party. The only return calls I get are from people like Senator Johnson in the yep. Republican Party. And no Democrat will want to face uh, the facts about the vaccines and the safeties and the safety signals that are in, in plain sight. And we can't even have a discussion. We, I, I can't even 
try to get a meeting even with doctors uh, to, to talk to them. So nobody's returning my calls. So if they're going to ignore me, I'm going to ignore them. Yeah. And so just interestingly, you know, over $20 million given to Democrats the last 20 years. Why do you think that it's more people on the center right or conservatives that are willing to entertain just some sort of, let's say, heterodox opinion on the vaccine than people on the left of the Democrat Party? Why do you think that is? Um, I think the people on the left are much more trusting of authority. And that's what gets you into to real problems here because, uh, you know, I was trusting of authority too. Right? That's why I got uh, my two doses of Moderna back in, in March uh, of 2021 when it first rolled out because I had complete trust in the authority and the government. And I think that's probably true of a lot of people on the left. They have this, this, this trust. And what broke the trust for me is when a friend called and she asked me if the vaccine was safe. And I said, well, of course it's safe. It's perfectly safe. It's safer than anything else you've, you've in, in history. They're, they're like really going overboard to make sure this vaccine is safe. And, and I asked her, why are you asking me that question? And um, she said, well, she had three of her relatives who died a week after they got the vaccine and they were perfectly healthy before that. And so I said, but that's impossible. The vaccine is perfectly safe and effective. There's that, what you just told me is impossible. And then she said, yeah, but they're dead. And that just stopped me in my tracks, right? Because there's no way you can respond to that. If the vaccine was safe and effective, that anecdote is impossible or let's just say very unlikely. And then a week later, one of my, uh, the vendors that services my home came and you know showed up in a mask and I asked him, hey, what's with the mask? Haven't you gotten with the vaccine program? You know, so I'm still a believer. And uh, he said he had a heart attack two minutes after he got the vaccine. And he has been in pain, severe pain, ever since he got the vaccine more than a year ago. Now this is, this is like two black swans in a week. And then I started looking at the VARES data, and that's what uh, red-pilled me. And now, you know, it, it's unbelievable that you cannot talk to anybody, not a single person on the, in the Democratic Party. I mean, I can't even get on a phone call with – my congressman is Anna Eshoo. And she has these phone calls every week, and she says, hey, there's no censorship at all. Uh, well, I'll take any questions at all. And I know how to get to, the, to be first in the queue, the call queue. Guess what? I'm never called upon. So even when they set it up and they say, oh, no, no, we don't censor anyone. We're completely unbiased. They basically know what my phone number is and they won't take my, my, my questions. So you can't even get in on the town hall. It's impossible. I have been trying for over a year to talk to any member of the Democratic Party, and I have been met with silence. I want to mention a couple others here before we get started. I want to go back and finish up this uh, 
Brown Act uh, undermining. You know, they undermined uh, Prop 13 with pushing through Prop 19, which now taxes our property we're trying to give away to our kids. And the supposed Republican representing us, Assemblyman uh, James Gallagher, endorsed Prop 19. And it, it barely passed. Probably without James' endorsement, it wouldn't have passed. And yet he claims to be our knight in shining armor is a conservative. You know, he reminds me of he reminds me of Kevin McCarthy. You know, Kevin McCarthy stabbed Trump in the back. And he runs around up there. Oh, this is wrong. The FBI. He was probably supporting of the FBI. He doesn't want Trump back in there. Kevin McCarthy is dirty as a, the most dirty uh, Democrat. Kevin McCarthy from Southern California, Central California. And, you know, these people are just, they claim they're Republican. They are not conservative. They are not patriots. They're turncoats. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. So, uh, anyway, I want to mention, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Thrifty Rooter. These guys are some of the busiest people in town. Thrifty Rooter. Thrifty Rooter. You can find them at thriftyrooter.net. You can see all the different services they provide. You can actually shoot them a request for services that you need. You'll be surprised at the various things they provide you that you don't even know about. Thriftyrooter.net is the website. They have a staff of dispatchers that will get someone to you right away, any day of the week, uh, if you need it. It's obviously a better deal if you can do it at normal working hours. But sometimes the water must flow. And 530-673-8201, that's 673-8201 up here in Northern California. Thrifty Rooter is somebody that will help you and get the job done. They're honest people. I know them personally, and they have been in business. Oh, They've been in business their company is older than most of you are, actually. So something to think about. Okay. And also, uh, Dave Green, it's construction. They're, they're, they're in full tilt boogie right now, summertime. And uh, Dave Green, is in town. They got them all going, all the different shifts. Or, or the, uh, they, they actually have different teams that are working on different projects. At the same time, GreenitzConstruction.com, kitchens, baths, entryways, remodeling. You can see their before and after shots at Green ETZ, GreenettsConstruction.com, or you can go to Dave Greenett's Construction Facebook page and uh, check out his work. You don't need even just check it out before you even talk to him. And if you think, oh, that guy, that's pretty good stuff. I think I'm going to talk to that guy. Then you can either send him an email off the site or a message, or you could call him at 530-682-9602. Or you can actually text him off that line as well. I just got a text um, that's so amazing. Nothing really changes. He, he says, Lou, this is one of the listeners. Lou, this is a gem from Mark Twain. <laughs> Mark Twain said, if voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it. Hold that thought. If voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> And now it makes sense because they just cheat and they put in there whoever they want, whomever they want. 
And you think I, I'll, I could name a whole list of Republicans that don't want Trump in there that that are leaders in the Republican Party because they think in the back of their mind, Kevin McCarthy thinks someday he's going to be Speaker of the House. That guy is as dirty. His wife knows he's dirty. He's screwing other people. He's ripping people off. He was working with Lynn Cheney. Come on, man. The guy's dirty. Um, so let me let me finish up this. Uh, It says, additionally, about SB 1100, what stunned many local boards and councils is that members of the public showed up demanding accountability and justification for the business, churches, and school lockdowns and shutdowns. And yes, many of these business owners and parents were livid at the government, which destroyed their businesses kept their children out of school for nearly two years and prevented them from worshiping. They have a right to be angry and demand accountability. And, you know, these guys, I got such a kick. They were all slapping themselves. Uh, oh, Mike Ziegenmeyer was like slapping himself on the back. Oh, my grandpa or my great grandpa started this business 40 years ago. And, and by God, Oh, Matt Conan over there, like, aren't you 100 years old? Like, your people are 100? Over, what, what are you guys thinking? What are you thinking? We care about that. I don't care whether you, where you've been in business for 40-some years. I want to know what you're going to do with this problem. I don't care whether Matt Conan has been out there farming his family for 100-and-something years. What, what does that have to do? You put off all the people that were complaining against you. This is just what this is talking about. The people that are complaining against you, you buried them in the agenda. You buried them. That's your constituents. You don't want to hear from them. You put them on Zoom. You can put a thousand people on Zoom. Doesn't have any impact. You put a thousand people in your, in your meeting hall. It has a big impact on you. You put 100 people on Zoom. You put 100 people in your meeting hall all flared up with pickets. It has a big impact. The government, our, our constitutional, our, our patriots, fathers and mothers said, we want to be able to address you right up to your face. Smell the cologne, baby. We want to be right in your business because what you're doing is wrong. Says what stunned. These guys have just gone on. Do you think they lost anything? These five guys running Sutter County, you think they lost anything on COVID? They made money on COVID. They screwed over their own people. It's like putting them on trains to the death camps. They did the same thing. You think they're gonna do you think they've asked Dr. Lou for an accounting of how many kids died, killed themselves? How many people died of overdoses? How many kids? What happened to their education? How far they are back? You know, people have done research all the United States. You think the local guys cared enough to ask what the impact is on our kids of keeping them two years locked down? Can't even go visit their friends. Can't play sports. They don't care about you. 
They're talking. They're slapping each other. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt, man. You guys been out there a hundred years. Like, who would question you? Matt says, oh, yeah. I'm a real Republican. I'm fat. I'm obese. Matt Conant, the most obese farmer in the area. I'm a Republican. I don't believe in taxes until I want to raise them myself. Ziegenmeyer, oh, yeah. Overweight Ziegenmeyer. Can't keep the fork out of the mouth. All concerned about the other, the, the poor. You know, it's amazing to me. Uh, Hilbert's construction was speaking. Jerry Handy's speaking. Oh, yeah, guys making a lot of money. Good for them. You know, you know what? You don't have to. I'm not saying Republican. I'm not right wing, left wing. You know, you know, the people that one percent sales tax kicks their rear poor people. Most of the people of our counties, even Yuba County, most of them shop in Sutter County. That's where the stores are. Right. And the, do you think the poor lined up over there? If they did, they they pushed them to the back. They they wanted the uh, pos- the people promoting the tax to speak first. You think the poor lined up? No, they don't have time. They're they're out in the fields. They're working in the factories. They're working in the car plants. They're welders. Working their rear off. That's who you know the 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 gas taxes, all the taxes that. Oh well, we're not we're not talking about adding on. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna one percent. It gets added to everything. Honestly, people, the people we hire to lead and to make adjustments when things aren't working right, they don't want to do that. They want same old, same old, and just come back and get more money from you. That's what they want. When you want to look at the corruption in our government. Look at Judge Bruce Reinhardt. He signed the, the warrant to raid the Trump house, right? Do you know who Bruce Reinhardt is? There's a picture of him and uh, Jelaine Maxwell in one of the jets with the whiskey in their hand, drunk, drunk as a skunk, Judge Reinhardt. I don't know whether he was banging uh, Jelaine. Her breasts were kind of hanging out of her, her uh, little skimpy shirt she had on. And uh, the shot I saw, Bruce Reinhardt. Yeah, he's a he's a, a sold-out anti-Trumper. Isn't this amazing? Judges no longer judge. It's just like, oh well, you know, I'm I'm of this persuasion, so I'm I'm going to be against that. It has nothing to do with the law. Bruce Bruce Reinhardt from the Southern District of Florida signed off on the warrant. Uh he used to work. Did you know this is amazing? This guy used to work for the government as a prosecutor, right? He quit that job and the next day went to work for Jeffrey Epstein. Let me go down here. He made magistrate or judge in 2018 after 10 years in private practice. Months after his appointment to be a magistrate or a judge, the Miami Herald reported that he had represented several of Epstein's employees in connection with the sex trafficking investigation against the financier. According to the paper, Reinhardt resigned from the South Florida 
U.S. Attorney's Office, effective on New Year's Day 2008, and went to work for Epstein's workers the following day. Now, that's the first time Epstein got in trouble. You remember? Epstein got in trouble. Remember, he got house arrest. He didn't even get put in jail. So he quit his job as a prosecutor and because there's more money with Epstein than there is in the government. Do you think these people are serving in government because of, of, of uh, some kind of spirit of uh, humanitarianism and philanthropy or public service? Don't kid yourself, folks. It's easy money. None of these attorneys could make this kind of money on the side until you run into an Epstein when he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna take the pedophilia and he's going to get them off the pedophiles and all the pedophilia, the schemes. He's going to get them all off. He went to work for Epstein's workers the following day. You think he might have had that job lined up? Yeah, he did. In 12 years as a federal prosecutor, according to his official biography, Reinhardt managed a docket that covered the full spectrum of federal crimes, narcotics, victim, vic- violent crimes, public corruption, financial frauds, child pornography, and immigration. He gets to become the magistrate, and just so happens they chose him to sign the warrant that would go after uh, President Trump. Unbelievable. Uh, By the way, we got about six minutes left in this fifth segment, and uh, I just want to mention that Gateway Pundit, Pundit, not Pundit, Pundit, The Gateway Pundit Group have filed a legal action to unseal and identify the global elite on the Jeffrey Epstein client list. Do you do you think it's odd when hundreds and hundreds of of the top people, top ranked people in the world have flown on the jet to go down and screw little girls at Epstein Island? Do you think it's odd that that they all got protected? So Epstein got killed in, in jail, and now Jelaine Maxwell got 20 years. Do you think that's odd? She's, she's 60, so she'll be 80 if she does the full 20. I don't think she'll do it. Some people said she should have got a lot more. I know people that just had sex with one person they shouldn't have, and they got 16 years. One person. They just had sex with an underage female. Not like a 9 or 10-year-old, but a teen. And they got, I think, 16 years. Served 16 years, okay? Jelaine Maxwell did not just traffic girls. She molested them. And she got 20 years, okay? We have literally hundreds of clients from the the Clintons made routine flights down there. Uh, Bill Gates. It probably killed his marriage, according to some people. Ruined his marriage. Melinda just said, you know, you're weird. That's too weird for me. You are already weird, but that's too too weird for me, even though we got a lot of money tied up here. <laughs> we got major attorneys, major politicians, uh, Hollywood people, compromised all the way around the block. Republican. Uh, they got people on Republicans that they got you know you ever wonder why republicans you think how come they don't vote properly 
because somebody's got something funky on them. They said, you can't, you're going to vote this way or we're going to bring that out. You molested that person. You've been having sex with that congresswoman. You molested that kid over there. You stole that money over here. We know all about it. So unless you behave yourself and do what we tell you, uh, so you get guys like Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, dirty dogs. I wonder about James Gallagher. Same, same. How come he endorsed Prop 19? Today, the identities of Epstein's sex clients. Now, I thought it was illegal to have sex with an underage person because I know people personally that have done that, and, and they, they're in big trouble. They have to register. They can't live certain places. They had to do a bunch of time in jail. And I thought it was illegal. I guess it's illegal for just certain people to have sex with underage girls. Do you know that no media outlet did? Do you know what no means? No means no. That's all no means. N-O. No. No media outlet in the country has petitioned the court to unseal the identities of Epstein's clients. Do you think that's odd? I would love that. I would love to have that unsealed. I have written myself uh, with the help of people who know how to write it. I didn't write it myself, but I had to help. I had help to send a FOIA request to all the agencies involved in the killing of Sarah Matthews Easton. And you know something? Not one of them would give me any information. You know why? They said it was a, a case that was an open case. You know what the, why they're liars? Because they're not doing anything on that case. There should be a law that if they're not going to do anything, they need to spill the beans on the case. Now, the interesting thing is here, this case is over now. Why is it over? Well, they sent Jelaine Maxwell to jail, but it isn't really over. What about all the guys that screwed these little girls? These young girls molested them, did all kind of manner of evil to them. People that are serving in the in the White House, maybe people that are in Congress, people that are in state legislators, attorneys, movie stars. Where are they? I think there were 40. Did they say there were 40 women that testified against Jelaine Maxwell? 40 women. You think, do you know that they give people 100 years in jail sometimes? People that do egregious things violate a number of people. They give them 100 years, 150 years. How come they didn't give her more time? They had 40, they said somebody, I think they said they had 40 women that testified against her. The write-up here says it's almost like corporate media is protecting the disgusting sexual abusers. You know, do you remember Fox News when Fox began to unravel? And all those women said, this guy wanted to have sex with me if I was going to be a newscaster. That He grabbed me. He did this. And was it Roger Ailes got fired? It's almost like the corporate media is protecting the disgusting sexual abusers simply because the victims alleged Epstein's clients consisted of powerful businessmen, politicians, former presidents, and prime ministers and other world leaders. No wonder Epstein, he had it connected all over the place. No wonder they killed him. It, it wouldn't it be amazing <clears throat> 
if somebody leaked that book and, and somebody did the heroic effort of displaying all those names for the good of the world. Gateway Pundit lawyers Mark Rondaza and Jay Woolman of the Rondaza Legal Group, along with GP General Counsel John Burns, filed a motion to intervene in the case. We'll be right back, and we got one more segment to go. When she wears high heels, she strikes oil, okay? She's fat. <laughs> she was fat. Fat as a big girl. Ooh. Remember how we met her, hit her with my car? She said, me once go around me. I told her, I didn't think I had enough gas. <laughs> big, big girl. Well, I met her at the Macy's Parade. She was wearing ropes. <laughs> now, one girl, she was so fat, she got in a scale. A card came out, said, one at a time. You know? <laughs> I mean, fat. When she was on a Richard Simmons show, jumping up and down, my TV fell off the stand. <laughs> But I'm talking about a fat girl big here, you know girl. what I mean? Big girl. Big. big girl, you're kidding, she was standing alone, a cop told her to break it up, you know. <laughs> Girls, they go for a guy with looks. Everything is looks, looks, you know. Yeah. But this thing's more important looks. It's underneath what counts, soul, depth. Right. That's what's important, not looks. Now, how many times take a walk in the street, you see a tall, handsome man walking arm in arm with a short, fat, ugly girl? I never saw that. Did you never saw that, that at all? I never saw that. At a 2019 food conference where topics included whether humans were too selfish to live sustainably, an economist suggested cannibalism could be a viable solution for climate change and that we could start off by eating our pets. School of Economics professor Magnus Soderlund says that eating human meat from the dead might help save the human race and that we could overcome the taboos against eating each other by simply trying it out. And today, a new company is boasting their lab-grown artisanal salami derived from human flesh. And several articles normalizing cannibalism have recently been published by the mainstream media. The Wikipedia page leads with the benefits of cannibalism where it says, in environments where food availability is constrained, individuals can receive extra nutrition and energy if they use other conspecific individuals as an additional food source. This would in turn increase the survival rate of the cannibal and thus provide an evolutionary advantage in environments where food is scarce. This may be true when there are no other food options, but when there are, it is never favorable for any species. Cannibals are at risk of related diseases, such as Kuru disease, similar to mad cow disease, a neurological prion disease caused by cannibalistic consumption. And when there are other food options, cannibalism will always be the most challenging. Studies show that cannibals tend to eat the young, 
because it is the easiest. And they tend to hunt outside their own gene pool as a way of decreasing the competition. Cannibals are constantly at war with their own species, and animals have evolved various protections against this barbarism. Cannibalism is the ultimate expression of barbarism. The absence of civilization and culture, extreme cruelty. One could argue that the whole purpose of civilization is to increase the amount of food available to keep humanity from turning to cannibalism. Because who on earth wants barbarism over civility and compassion? The New York Times published a piece entitled, A Taste for Cannibalism, and they promoted it by tweeting, cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. The article promotes a list of recent movies and shows about cannibalism, suggesting that perhaps we should all take the cue and give it a go, as if pop culture decides the destiny of mankind. And maybe it does. There is definitely a herd mentality that finds comfort in blind obedience and will do whatever they are told by the authoritative state emerging from the shadows. And the mainstream narrative is now normalizing cannibalism. So that's what is coming if we continue accepting their offers. It will be like the film Soylent Green, which was set in 2022, or like the film Cloud Atlas, wherein a dystopian government processes the dead into food to feed the wretched masses. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Let's bring in Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. He joins us now. Tom, you know, without any more information than what we have right now, it really does look like the Biden DOJ raided the home of President Biden's future political opponent. Is that what happened yesterday, or is there any other possible justification for this raid? Oh, there'll be what they call pretexts to uh, raid the home of Trump. There's been intense pressure by the left on the Biden administration to prosecute and harass Trump. And, and they did what their leftist uh, advocates or leftist pressure groups wanted. Uh, in my view, this is a raid that will go down in infamy. Uh, the Biden administration has crossed the Rubicon in terms of attacking uh, President Trump and their political opponents. Uh, by misusing law enforcement. And this is a continuation of what we saw uh, during the Obama administration. Uh, obviously, through the Trump administration, you even had the FBI and DOJ attack Trump during the Trump administration, and now Biden, of course. And I tell you, you know, if this is about records that the president and, uh, you know, our understanding of the law, you know, we had sued over Bill Clinton having presidential records. And a left-wing court in the District of Columbia said, too bad. The president has essentially absolute authority to designate White House records as personal records and do what he wants with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is just weak tea, and uh, there's no ready justification for this. And uh, I tell you, uh, if, if uh, Republicans go forward with full funding for the FBI and Justice Department after these outrages, uh, you have to wonder what they're there for. You mentioned Clinton 
Where was a similar rate on Hillary Clinton over her classified information, which we should point out she had no right to unclassify because, you know, she didn't win the presidency. She was not president. Look, we uncovered the Clinton email scandal. She stole emails, including classified material from the White House, from the State Department. Uh, remember, some of those materials were under subpoena at the time, certainly when they were destroyed. And then she lied about what she was doing in terms of destroying the records, pretending that she was only uh, destroying uh, emails about her, um, her, her daughter's wedding and yoga classes, when in fact she had been trying to destroy classified information and still no raid. Uh, and then on top of that, you have presumptively criminal activity by, as others have pointed out, Hunter Biden in the custody now of the FBI that implicate this president of the United States. And just a few weeks ago, we were talking about here, I'm sure you've been talking about, the uh, fact that the FBI was caught trying to help Hunter Biden and Joe Biden just before the election. And that was just exposed a few, uh, a week or two ago. And now they're raiding Trump's home. I, I tell you, the FBI and the Justice Department uh, can't be trusted and should be thoroughly reformed. Uh, and frankly, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I don't think they're redeemable at this point. All right, we're down to our final 20 minutes, and I want to thank uh, the plumbing doctor, my friend Ted Holmes, who he and I have been working on this E Street project, trying to get these the sevenplex remodeled. It's going to look looking better all the time, but it's just slow because we're all doing it in our spare time. But Ted is a um, general contractor. He runs the plumbing doctor, and he also has a liftoff floor company, and um, called Lift Liftoff Floors or Liftoff Floor Company, and uh, so, but we promote the plumbing doctor here, so if you have any needs in the Yuba-Sutter counties for plumbing, there's another plumber we have supporting us at 530-671-9111. They have ladies over there that are, they're on it, and they just get people to go over and, like, go over there and fix that thing for him or her. 530-671-9111, he told me they are doing a, got a big job where they're going to be they have that trenchless have you ever seen that it's amazing they have a way to put pipe underground without digging the whole street up you can just kind of snake it underground i don't know how they, it's a miracle it's a miracle anyway he told me he had a big job coming up where they're going to go right down the middle of the street and put all new pipe in where it's all got old and funky Anyway, and finally, uh, Monty Hecker, who has been uh, maybe one of the longest surviving supporters of Live with Lou initially out at uh, KMYC, and then uh, the podcast, and then now both, podcast and Live with Lou and Un Un Elite Universal Security, started in Yuba County many, many moons ago when Monty was just a youngster coming out of the Air Force. And he said, I'm going to start me a business. And he was retiring from the Air Force, not just doing a couple of years, but he retired. And now they have a just a booming business. In fact, let me just tell you that if you're looking for a job, I'll drop back and say and the, the plumbing doctor's looking for people. Thrifty Rooter's looking for people. 
and they will train you if you if you're good with your hands or if you want to work a little part time maybe you're a plumber and you think ah oh, man this this uh, inflation thing's kicking my rear i'm i'm going to go work 2 days a week or something so elite universal security will also make they'll make a guard out of you and they you can even work part time i ran into an old friend of mine that used to drive for crystal creamery did that his dad did it he did it and uh, made a career of driving and delivering melt goods around town and he said, Lou, retirement was just driving me crazy. So I, he was a security guy. So Elite Universal Security can hire you. They'll put you to work throughout Northern California. You don't have to be a Yuba County or Sutter County guy or gal. They hire women. In fact, their office is loaded with women. They're dispatchers. They have ladies. They got bookkeepers. They got all kinds of people over there at their office. And uh, I've seen female guards as well. So 5548 Federal Boulevard, you can reach them at 530-749-0280. Once again, 749-0280. And if you're listening from one of the other counties up in, in uh, Northern California, give them a shout and say, hey, I'm up here. I'd like a job. And maybe uh, if you got any work up here, maybe they're doing a job up there and they're looking for workers in your area. So other than that, if if you have any kind of security needs people are taking your stuff or damaging your stuff um, whether it's out at the farm or the industry manufacturing plant maybe you got a storage business or you just have a business downtown people are vandalizing it making a mess da 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 money has solved a lot of problems in our area or maybe it's your in the housing area or maybe you're out in a rural area and you just want somebody to monitor the house uh, certain times of the year they can do all that so uh, reach out to them elite universal security they'll help you get your uh if you want to learn how to shoot you don't know how to shoot uh maybe you got a gun given to you or you just bought a gun and uh, you need you need some range time they have a range they have they can teach you uh, they can also help to get you if you want a permit they'll help you get that permit as well so uh check them out and um all right so we got about 15 minutes left and so i wanted to uh um just mention that hillary you know you wonder who's behind all this there's a lot of people behind the trump invasion or the trump attack or the attack on president trump and there's a guy named mark elias M-A-R-C, Elias. He has been with Hillary Clinton for years. I don't know whether she's having sex with him. Uh, some people suggest she used to have relations with Foster. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. If I, he sh- Supposedly he shot himself in the back of the head in uh, Central Park. Remember that? He k- killed himself. He was the uh, White House attorney. I want to call him Vince Foster. I think it was Vince Foster shot it, found dead with a gunshot to the back of the head. They called it a suicide. I think he was probably having relations with Hillary. Lots of people are having relations with Hillary and Bill. And uh, they stay together because it, they're making a lot of money together. It's kind of like a partnership. And uh, they call it a marriage, but it's just. Uh... Anyway, I'll just go on and leave that. Mark Elias actually is speaking and twi- tweeting, 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 commenting, emailing uh, about uh, him being involved in the corrupt Democrat plans behind the Maro Lago or Mara Lago raid. And he admitted it's 100 percent political. Did you ever think that? No, some people think, oh, Trump's just as dirty as can be. Nobody would serve as president and not get paid. (laughs) 
So he tweeted last night that, or the other night, a couple nights ago now, uh, what the corrupt Democrat and deep state plans are behind the Mar-a-Lago raid. And uh, because they want to keep him from ever being successful politically in the United States and cripple him. Uh, my, my, sorry, my uh, computer jumped here. So it says, we reported extensively on Elias's actions involved in the Russia scam and the 2020 election law changes, many of which have been overturned. Over the 24, past 24 hours, Elias has shared on Twitter the corrupt deep state's goal in raiding Trump's house. Uh, Elias believes there's a hidden law that applies to President Trump that will be used to present him, prevent him from ever running for president. Elias thinks the application of the uh, BS law to President Trump will be fully litigated, and that is a good thing for Democrats because it will give the corrupt media a vehicle to hammer President Trump with continuously and will cost Trump. Uh, he'll have to defend it. Elias tweeted this morning that he believes the raid on president's house is another vehicle to harass President Trump. This is all about power and money. And uh, radical fascists and Democrats don't care about the American people. They care about controlling this country. And many times during Trump's term in office, in fact, from the time he announced he was running in the immediate uh, flare-up attack, I just thought, oh, it's going it, to this will stop in a month or so. Right. And unbelievably, it not only started before he got elected. But it continued on after he he uh, supposedly lost the election, which he didn't. He won the election. Now, let me give you one more uh, situation that is just unbelievable. Some of you have heard of a lady named Simone Gold, S-I-M, like Simon with N on the in the E on the end of the N, Simone, Simone Gold. You heard of her? Dr. Simone Gold. She started a group called American Frontline Doctors. She was one of the first doctors in the United States to stand up and said this COVID stuff is fraud. It's criminal. It's wrong. It's not science, et cetera, et cetera. She's the first one to stand up against Fauci, against all of them, against the California government. At that time, she's a single mother of, I think, two children. She's uh, trained both from Stanford University. She got a degree, a law degree, and a medical degree, and she, she actually practices. She has a law license. She didn't just get a degree unless she has a license. And she is a licensed doctor. So she was practicing in an emergency room in the Bay Area, and she was treating people that were coming in ill with COVID. And she was treating them with hydroxychloroquine, I believe, early on. And the her one of her other doctors, I don't know whether he's a, a doctor with more seniority or whatever, said, hey, um, how come you're treating them with that? She said, because it's working. And he says, well, I don't think you should be treating them. She said, well, when do doctors tell doctors what they should be doing? Usually doctors do what they're doing. They have a right. They have a patient-doctor relationship. And they'll be responsible for that. And in other words, you don't have like Adventist Health treating Lou Benninger. You have a doctor at Adventist treating because he's personally responsible, not like the big corporation. 
So anyway, after a couple times of her being called on the carpet for treating people successfully against COVID with hydroxychloroquine, by the way, the local, the local fascist, Dr. Liu, went on YouTube and said hydroxychloroquine will cause you to have heart problems, kidney problems, and liver problems. Now that gal is off the hook crazy, and the supervisors just go, go along. These people hire and support this woman. Dr. Gold was treating people with hydroxychloroquine, and they fired her. So she started a group called America's Frontline Doctors. You can look them up. They have a website, and it's, uh, <laughs> they have been helping people get, get uh, healthy. Uh, in spite of American medical, Fauci, the Fauciites, trying to control what you could give people, they, all they want to do is give things that killed people, like same way as Dr. Lou. They wanted to give them remdesivir and the jab that's killing people left and right. So anyway, uh, I didn't know that Dr. Simone Gold went to Washington and went to the White House or went to Cong where Congress meets and demonstrated on January 6th, but she was outdoors there. She was not, she did not break anything, right? She's an attorney and a doctor. They arrested her. They saw her there and they arrested her. And she went to court and Judge Christopher Cooper um, gave her 60 days in jail. Now, Dr. Christopher Cooper he didn't recuse himself. Now, you say, well, why, why would he recuse himself? He's a Washington, D.C. doctor. And both of them attended uh, law school together. I think, actually, it says they attended Yale together. I didn't think she attended Yale. I think she attended Stanford. Anyway, they were in law school together and used to hang out some. And actually, he asked her out on a date, and she turned him down. And instead of recusing himself because he knew her, he put her in jail for 60 days. Not only that, he berated her and accused her of not caring about five people that died on January 6th. And I don't even know what that number says here. The number is not even correct. But Gold wrote, the government charged me as a criminal defendant due, defendant due to being present at the Capitol on January 6th. In other words, she was just there thousands of other people she continues i found out that i was assigned to judge christopher cooper this did not mean anything to me i believed he would recuse himself as we knew each other in law school the doctor described interacting with judge cooper on several occasions during college in other words they were college kids together so she describes that time dr gold has no criminal record is this amazing or what? She was protesting peacefully at the Capitol and was let, she was actually let in the Capitol. You think, oh, I can't believe she went in the Capitol. Do you know the Capitol Police let people in the Capitol? She still, she, today she works in an inner city ER, has two children. Julie Kelly uh, another lady that uh, Simone Gold reached out to found out that the same Judge Cooper 
This is a liberal judge. Had his sentencing of Benghazi terrorists overturned because it was too lenient. Does that blow your mind? When is the last time you heard that a judge's sentence was overturned because it was too lenient? And did you know that Judge Christopher Cooper oversaw the recent Durham case where Michael Sussman, the attorney, lied with the FBI? Was totally guilty, and he had all Clinton supporters in the jury, and Cooper oversaw that case. Do you think he shouldn't have overseen it? Says here he never should have overseen the Michael Sussman case. Why? Because his wife is Lisa Page's attorney. Do you know who Lisa Page is? She's the gal who was having an affair with Peter Strzok. So Judge Cooper's wife is Lisa Page's attorney. And Durham is going after all these people, including Lisa Page. So why wouldn't, so if Judge Cooper's wife is Lisa Page's attorney, who Durham is going after, and he's, he's good, but he's going to rule over Durham's other case with Michael Sussman. Is this corrupt or what? The lady says he did all he could to help Sussman in this case. Listen, people, if you think judges are impartial and when you go into court that you're going to get a fair deal because it's a judge, that would be the old days that you hope for that. Today, it's totally partisan and totally in controlled. You know, there's a, I don't know whether it's still up. I haven't been out Feather Boulevard in a while. There is a ridiculous billboard. This is how criminal this is. We have a health department that's supposed to be in charge of health and making this community healthy. It, it does not have any impact on the health of the community. You know that this this health department, there's been a billboard put up by one of the agencies of the state of California on Federal Boulevard saying that you're 30 times more likely to die from COVID if you don't take the shot. Complete fraud, complete lie. COVID shots are killing and injuring people. And they allow that to stay up instead of telling the billboard company to take it down. Now, Steve Kirsch, who is a dot-com bajillionaire and who's been studying the COVID and and has been exposing the COVID crimes, he writes an article, said, you are 25 times more likely to be injured and 20 times more likely to die if you get the shot. Now, look at that. Yuba County is, is, is supporting... 30, you're 30 times more likely to die if you don't get the shot. Kirsch, Steve Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H, says you are 25 times more likely to be injured and 20 times more likely to die if you get the COVID shot. So he has this anecdotal situation he brings up. He said, I recently learned about a conservative radio talk show host, Wayne Root. He used to go to school with Obama. He did this. Uh, he had 200 people who attended his wedding. By the way, have you noticed a lot of your friends dying? A lot of people in the community dying? Just like unbelievable. I've never seen it before in my life like this. So he had, Wayne Root got married. He had 200 people at the wedding, but he tracked them. And he tracked what happened just eight months after the wedding. He, he kept track of all 200 people because he's worried about them, right, with this COVID thing. 
listen to this. Eight months, during eight months after Wayne Root's wedding, 26 were injured and seven died in the vaccinated group. In other words, of the people that were vaccinated, 26 were damaged by the vaccination and seven just straight up died. But nothing happened to the people in the unvaccinated group that attended his wedding, even though Wayne estimated that most of the guests were unvaccinated. Uh, so Steve Kirsch says, this is the type of post-marketing research the CDC should be doing. I wonder if the local health officer is doing any post-marketing research. Like after the jab, have you contacted all the names of people? Like the other day, I got contacted by Adventist Health trying to follow up on one of their patients who's homeless in a wheelchair. And they treated him, and they were trying to see how he was. So why, why wouldn't we just turn over the health of the community to, to private industry like Adventist, Sutter North, or the Sutter Hospital, like when I had been operated on at Sutter Hospital or Adventist St. Helena or at the various places I've been operated on over the year to fix different parts of my body, I always get these phone calls. Did you do this? Did you do that? How are you feeling? They do surveys. They do this. Our health department, our health department, my contention is our health department is making us sicker. My contention is the supervisors do not want to know what damage our health department is doing. They just want to keep their head in the sand and keep treading the water, right, as the, as the ship sinks. So we're at the end of the, the um, our event here today, and thank you for listening, and we may be back next week if the Lord is, is into it, okay? Catch you later. I see trees of green, red rose. to myself What a wonderful world I see skies are blue and clouds of white The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night And I think to myself Wonder